Ricky Glenn! What up? Too much dip. One day. Happy Hanukkah. I'm Dave. I'm gonna host. Joining me in studio, as always, in what appears to be is that cashmere. What are you rocking there? Uh, I don't know. It, I can uh, share that it is from J. Crew. However, potentially merino wool. No, it doesn't look merino. J. Crew do a. Uh, Cashmere? I don't know. Going full tanimal today. Khaki pants on. Tan. No, no he's not I have jeans on. I have blue jeans on. Dylan Shivery. Uh, thank you for that intro, David. If you listen to Circling Back, you know that I um, I was busy during the World Cup. I did not watch it. I know that's very shameful. And, of course, after the fact, I had to read that it was possibly the greatest soccer game of all time. Uh, as a new soccer guy, um, I'm, I'm ashamed that I missed it. But I am I do know what happened and I'm here to participate in the discussion. That's really cool that you are aware what that happened and that you're gonna participate in the conversation that if, we're having on our podcast. If you miss a game that was like super exciting and you know the outcome, but you have it recorded, you go back and watch said game, even though you know how it depends on the sport. If it's footy, I might go back and watch the PKs. Maybe the last 30 minutes. I don't know. I'd like to say yes, but... Mbappe just went off, apparently. He did. <laughs> he did, Dylan. KJ. KJ. KJ, a guy who... Did he watch the World Cup? Let's find out. Live from Madison. From my... From my phone while pushing uh, uh, one of my children around at a uh, harbor... Fr well, fleet farm. Uh, just big here in the Midwest. So... Yes, I, I did observe. Uh, some would call what Dylan just gave a, a mundial culpa, but uh, you know, I don't even know if that fits. But uh, excited to be here. What is the uh, event you were at, or where were you? Uh, I was <laughs> a fleet. It's not an event. It's more of a. Uh, I don't know. Imagine tractor supply, but Costco sized. Okay. So it is fun for the little ones. Get to look at uh, uh, if there roads is into yeah. trucks, real like real heavy right now. He's getting it's a heavy truck Christmas truck month. All yes, falls in the yes. same time. Okay, that that is accurate. Actually, they, about this uh, ten percent of their store is just nothing but Christmas gifts. Like they pride themselves on being uh, any and everything that you could need uh, while living out on the farm or the homestead which it's weird because it's square in the middle of the suburbs. But anyways, I was out shopping, still was able to watch Mbappe do his thing. Were you pulling for France? I guess we can get to that in a sec. We don't have to do it right now. We can do some show Absolutely. notes. Why, why don't you yeah. jump ahead to a segment that we're going to dig in eventually? <laughs> Just be patient. Yeah, it's a great point. Hey, also a great point. Washedmedia.shop. Go to washedmedia.shop for merch. We're having a, a hat sale. Dylan, you want to give the people at home the code? Uh, is that because you're too embarrassed to say it? No, I'm just trying to involve you in the show. Okay, no cap 30. No cap. We're having a sale, no cap. Uh, 
KJ likes it. No cap 30 will get you uh, a surprising 30% off at checkout on hats and hats only. So hop in there. There's still some good ones available, including the TM. I'm not wearing it right now. The I TM. Am. You are the yeah, TMD bar hat. Company, man. I get a lot of compl it. compliments on it. It's a good hat. Also, we still have any of those washed hats in stock? I'm afraid that the uh, rope hats, uh, it's a, look, it's a hot item, folks. They have all sold out. Mm. Again. Again. Mm. The, the Rupe hats, all gone. There you go. Little hockey ref. There it is. Yeah. Most people miss that. Hey, we do a live stream on Thursday nights. Thursday evenings, to be exact. 6.30 Central Time. Where do you want to watch it? Oh, I know. YouTube. The Too Much Dip YouTube page. It's the only place you can watch it. If you haven't subscribed, go check it out. We post shorts to that, um, clips, all sorts of stuff. But yeah, we do the live stream with a noted guest picker each week. We had a great guest last week. Kyle Shout out from Kyle. Uh, Gambling Gauchos was uh, an excellent, well-informed uh, guest. So Did okay. Did okay. What was he, about 500, KJ? Great. Ooh, great as a guest, not as a picker. But hey, we can't all be on top. Mm. That's what I mean, yeah. That's KJ's way of saying he is now on top. Oh, I had uh, don't don't make it dirty. Some KJ, personal news. Don't make it dirty. That's not what it. That's not what we're saying. I miss this, but you know what? More importantly, I think I made up two points on the guest. So you did inch by inch, Dylan. KJ's sweater is giving Dylan's sweater right now. Y'all might be wearing the same sweater, just uh, different colors. He's got it. Might be J. Crew. No, this is Banana Republic. Yeah, this is mm. Banana Republic, a little, little cross-stitch here up rep. front. Big difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Completely different stories. From <laughs> the left side and the right side of them all. They're totally different catalogs. <laughs> um, what else? Let's just get right into it. You ready? Dylan teased it. The World Cup. Salt Bay Messi. Olé, olé, olé. The battle that no one wanted to see. No, we don't have to talk Salt Bay right off the top, but we will be talking Salt Bay. Were you pulling for France, KJ? Uh, yes, because I picked them. And I have no ill will towards Argentina. I think of the Evita song every time I think of them. I'm not a big messy guy, but like I don't hate them. I was a little shocked to realize how much of my timeline are like diehard Messi slash Argentina people. Um, but yeah, just in general, pulling for France. Uh, you know, I think, I think we all know. I like to see my goat. Do have, we? I like to see my goat have goat <laughs> moments, you know, to really cement goat status. Yeah. Goat. You know what I mean, which goat is that? Messi needed, needed this one and on his, okay. uh, on his resume. And I'm really happy that he got it. Yeah. I had the thought toward the end, like when it seemed like everything was, was going France way that. Even though, even if they lost this, it wouldn't really hurt the legacy of Messi because he scored two goals. He was awesome. He was as good of, as uh, Mbappe. But it obviously didn't work out like that. But uh, I found myself, even though I also picked for France, KJ, I kind of switched allegiances when I kind of thought of the magnitude mm. of what I was watching. And you had a guy, and this story, the story got me. I was like, okay, he's 38. Probably his last one. Definitely his last one, I think. And uh, I kind of wanted to see history. Dylan? 
Yeah, it's fun to be like a part of like live watching stuff like that go down. You know, you should try it. Yeah, you know, I know. I just <laughs> you set yourself. He has up a good. Ex- he has like the the best excuse. <laughs> I'm spending time. Oh, with Oh yeah, I'm I'm not gonna yeah. knock it. I missed large portions of a big event. We'll talk about later, but I just yeah, I was with my son, so uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it. Uh, but it's Peter nice. Pan putt putt. Yeah, KG probably been there. The homie got a couple holes in one. Not a big deal. That's I'm for- just kind of jealous that you're able to pull that out like mid December. I'm like, yeah, we've got a putt putt place. That place has not been open in weeks, but yeah, um, it's nice. Didn't they just punch though? Punch the greens? We we, we already did this this <laughs> yeah, series. We, of jokes. we didn't do that one. Yeah, I, <laughs> that one was out there. Yeah. Uh, My only thought on Peter Pan, which I think Dylan's previously said, is it's been like preserved as a landmark in Austin. It's absurd that they're holding down like some of the most prime real estate in Austin for that place that is way overdue for a facelift. Yeah, and the uh, next door is the uh, McDonald's that just closed up shop several months ago. I'm pretty sure that whole lot's going to get developed. So mm-hmm. we'll see about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I was uh, unaware that it was a designated a historical landmark. Peter Pan, that is, not McDonald's. It's just been, like, spared. Yeah, spared from, like, uh, city development in the past. But I, I'm sure those days are around. But anyways, away from uh, whatever you call it, city planning talk about Travis County. Let's do some city planning. My one gripe, <laughs> my one one gripe about Argentina, uh, now that I think about it. The Nazis. I don't rock with Emiliano Martinez. Why? The goalie. Is it is it because he disrespected uh, Qatar? Is it because he took the horny crown right off your head and put it on his own? He literally fucked the trophy. <laughs> that kind of like edged me back into his favor. But he talks an unnecessarily large amount of shit during PKs. And he did this during the Olympics, I believe, and maybe the last World Cup as well. Any any performances I've seen him, he's surely done it before. He's tremendous. He is a very good goalie. Maybe somebody's rewatching the World Cup right now in, in the stew. I have no idea. Sounds like some celebratory. Uh, oh, you picked uh, that up. I think that was, going a, on. that was a sneeze. Uh, I, that was a Brett Merrill. Oh, I thought Rick Flair passed through the office. <laughs> <laughs> no, hopefully that doesn't happen. That did happen one time at Grand X. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. <laughs> very weird. You hit on one of our employees. Yeah. But Uncomfortably. I, I, I just put him on the wrong side of like pun intended cockiness. Yeah, I, as someone who doesn't have like a a dog in the fight, like at all in the entire sport, really, outside of La Liga, that is, um, I appreciated it because it's like, oh, this is good content. Like, I have no reason to hate this guy. He's just talking shit. I kind of love it. Granted, if I were rooting for France, um, I probably would despise the man, but I do respect that because the PK is quite personal. There's something that can be said for getting in the. Uh the opponent's domes during PKs, you know, kind of shake their confidence a bit. If you're a goalie who uh, is talking a lot of mess, getting in your head, I can see how that can affect uh, the ball striking a bit, you know? Yeah, you know you took PKs recently. What do you mean? Three? Four years ago? Yeah, four years oh, ago. Oh, those, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I did make eight of ten against Will. First time ever doing that. I so. think all of Will's shit talking were uh, was before we even got out there. And once it became apparent what was going on, it changed. It just it didn't happen. Dude, and we just, also didn't have a net on the I was just straight goal. burying him in the corner. He could do nothing about it. Honestly, like 
we I don't know if we talked about this on air last week, but we were talking privately maybe about that video and how we didn't have a net on the goal. It would have added so much. Like the net it's just it's almost everything. There's something to it when the you know, the ball flies <laughs> up. It's kind of demeaning to the goalie if it's just if it looks bad. The ball just right through. It was a terrible idea. It's like the opposite of uh, <laughs> the NFL or like football in general, where the ball hitting the net at, like you said, it adds something. And you know, like in football, I don't care if people catch it and they throw it back. It hits the all-state hands. I don't care. But just the anticlimactic scene of like a ball sailing into the abyss, knowing somebody had to go shag that ball so he could reshoot the next it's kick. Me. It's tremendous. I'm the it took guy. us a while to, to film it. Because of the chasing of the ball, that's for sure. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, and I, there's a lot of good reasons why you wouldn't know what we're talking about, Dylan and Will. Uh, Will challenged Dylan to a PK battle where Will was in net. Those are touching base days. Yeah, this is like five years ago, and we went out to a soccer field. No nets, again. And um, we did it, and Dylan held his own. The over-under was 7.5 out of 10, and uh, I bet on myself. How many did you get? Eight. Eight. I, I missed two early on, so uh, one of them I just I just sailed it clear over the over the goal. The other one I missed. I can't remember how I did. It happens. I did it, but uh, I, I needed to make like six in a row in order to to hit, and I did. It's called it's called lads, the clutch gene, Dave. Lads, uh, no, you've got it. Right, you've proven that time and time again. Thank you. And I've even had to defend you in my DMs to people being like, "Dude, Dylan's so full of shit. He cannot throw a football fifty yards." I'm like, you definitely can throw it 50 yards. And they're like, okay, but with no momentum. I'm like, I don't know, but it wouldn't shock me. Talking, of course, about the – Oh, this was a recent text exchange then. This is a DM. This is oh, recent. Okay. This is last week after um, the uh, – I'm happy to go do a um, – I don't know who the quarterback was in the video that we're talking about. Is it the Kentucky kid? No. Will – Will Levis. Levis. He threw the ball 50 yards, and the video claimed that he was – Flat-footed. He wasn't flat-footed. He actually took full step and lifted his heel off the ground. So I don't know what they're talking about. Um, I can easily, and I mean easily, throw 50 yards doing that. Okay. Easily. And I'll, <laughs> I'm happy to prove it. Whenever you oh, Randy's ready. Randy's right. I'll do, it. I'll do it right now. And we'll have a net this time. I'll throw into okay. a net. Um, lads, uh, lasting impressions of this uh, World Cup and how it bodes for um, future World Cups. Go ahead, KJ. No, but uh, I look forward to seeing everybody mm -hmm. during winter meetings and truck day for uh, next soccer season. This is fun. I'm excited <laughs> for the the next World Cup to not be in a in a country that bans all the fun shit that goes on around sporting events. That'll be cool for everybody. Apparently, there's a young lady uh, or has long, a terrible human rights. A young record. lady from Argentina who uh, was arrested for flashing her chest, her tatas. Yeah, there's some teas out in the I crowd. I don't like that. There were teas out in the crowd. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like it either. You know what? I'm going to say it. Let him hang. Yeah. Any thoughts on the um, <laughs> on the celebration clips that we've seen throughout Argentina? Uh, of course, we've seen the uh, heavy heavy set gentleman trying to get onto the uh, bus stop. That's it's my great fave video. So far. Um, I was legit worried just when, the, I, when that came across the TL because. <laughs> Uh, I mean that the way I, he was. I thought the whole structure was going to collapse. I thought he's going to fall on his head. Yeah. I really didn't. I didn't know what mm -hmm. was under him. Didn't know if it was people. I don't know if this is like a crowd surf situation, but he made it up, and he was a man of size. So good for him. Um, 
I, I support it all. I think it always just makes what it, what was it? Montreal. I think it's Montreal. Uh, just look terrible where like the riots <laughs> occurred after they won in the semifinals or something like that years ago in hockey. I'm referring to uh, yes, um, yes, yes. when thinking about the city celebrating or over celebrating a win, like world cup, you get a pass. Um, but everything that I've seen is being, has been relatively tame. I'm sure there's been some destruction, you know, not like just full blown fires that I've seen. Yeah. Um, and also we did get, um, the appearance from the man who wants ghost, not ghost salted, excuse me, my nachos. KJ, you were there for this. Dylan, you were too. It was your bachelor party. Salt Bay. Yeah. Inexplicable. Well, not inexplicable. He, I, he, I assume he has a lot of money and a lot of clout. Um, but he had some sick access to the team, like immediately following the game. And he is, there's some videos going around of him with uh, some of the players that are just awful. And then one of him trying to get Messi's attention. And as Messi's like, you know, hugging his teammates, celebrating. And Messi, like, just barely doesn't even look at him, won't give him the time of day. Very bizarre. He grabs his arm and like jerks mm-hmm. him. It's, it was weird. Why does yeah. a guy like that get back that and kind like, of Oh, Messi, Messi. I guarantee you said I'm Salt Bay that second time. I bet he, I bet he uh, greased the right palms and ghost salted the right nachos. <laughs> yeah. And that's how he got down there. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have it as bad as what? Kevin Hart after the Eagles Super Bowl. Not quite that rough of an appearance. But uh, for someone whose entire like, like world is built on kind of clout in general, uh, it's a bad look. Real bad look. Uh, he's really got to hope for um, Messi to do some sort of social media like, oh, sorry, I didn't know. This is my guy uh, kind of recovery um, or just hope people forget about it altogether. We won't. I can tell you that this podcast exactly. right here, we, we will not forget. <laughs> no, we won't. Anything else on the World Cup? No, I'm happy for all those who got to watch that game. Glad we could put a bow on it. Yeah. It's been a fun one. It has been a fun one. I enjoy. I watch more than I've. I think maybe I've ever watched in my life. Like combined, good times. Uh, quick. I guess quickly we can say Mbappe is just fucking awesome to watch when he was in his bag. Like that deserves like at least a mentioning. He Mad- did win the Golden Boot. I think it's what's called. Like to see one of the greatest like perform at their peak. Obviously Messi did too. But like the dude. Like I, I guess it was the final try of of extra time when he was in the box. And cross like two or three guys. I don't know. However you want to, whatever the language is, whatever. And the fact that he thought it was possible for him to basically pass like five guys from Argentina and get an attempt off. And he was like actually upset about not being able to get that off. I'm like that dude was on another planet right then in that moment. Yeah. I will be a Mbappe fan going forward. And it is borderline disrespectful that we did not give him more time in that segment, but he he's clearly like I don't I don't know how his size stacks up like um where he plays but like against Argentina like he just he looked different like he was huge like is he that like I don't know what his measurements are Messi obviously is short he's a short king Pete Blackburn asked is he the greatest short king of all time I'm not going to argue against it Messi 57 Neymar 59 Mbappe 510 Oh a whopping 510 Erling Holland 64 uh, yeah, 5'10", yeah, 160. That dude's a monster. So, and 20, 
three years old. Hey, he plays Jeez. he plays bigger than 5'10. I'll tell you that, guys. Not embarrassing at all for me to have that dead ass wrong. <laughs> I would have thought 6'1, six, 6'2. Six, but here we are. Any Mbappe moments you want to talk about? Yeah, he's your next goat. Is he on goat watch? He's on he's on goat watch, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think Messi it's his crown currently. Um I think Mbappe is is right up there on Messi level, if if not uh poised to surpass Messi level and claim goat status by himself. Dude's crazy talented. Damn, Ronaldo just got cooked. Yeah. He's the Ronaldo real. six two. 37 years old though. Uh Messi is what, 38, you said? No, Messi's like 34, or 35, 35. 35. Yeah, 35. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So well, feasibly he could be back. Oh, mm. I said 38 earlier. Man, I can't believe people don't think yeah, so, knows we're talking about. It's crazy. Uh, at 39, maybe, and he said that he's not retiring. Um, so 39, he could play, but his role will be significantly different yeah. at that age. Similar to Ronaldo. He'll be kind of there just for this World Cup. Hmm, look at us. Man, I found this like over the last few weeks that there's no better way to enjoy a World Cup game than with a nice Vizzy hard seltzer. You do always say that. It's just it just sets the vibe. You know what I'm saying? I do. And right now, between gift giving and family traditions, the holidays are full of lighthearted moments that make the end of the year a little bit more joyful. I know this. I'll be unwrapping the presents on Christmas, watching my son do it. With the Vizzy. With a Vizzy, and I might even go double fist Vizzy. Well, it's got that's how much I like it. It's got mm. vitamin C from Superfruit Acerola. And that's important. Yeah. Not, I don't know if anybody else can say that. Before I, I, I poison my body with eggnog and you know all the stuff that comes along with Christmas, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set the tone with a, with a nice Vizzy, you know? Get that vitamin C in me, Dave. Strawberry orange, mimosa, mm -hmm. pineapple orange, peach orange, pomegranate orange. Shake it up, man. Mix it up. Hey, show up. Show up at the, you know, don't be the person that brings like nothing to the to your family gathering. Show up with some Vizzy Hard Seltzer, maybe a variety pack. Get some strawberry kiwi, blueberry pomegranate, black cherry lime, and pineapple mango. It's phenomenal. Vizzy Hard Seltzer. Flavors for every vibe. Stock up on Vizzy Hard Seltzer and show some love for our show. Here's how to get yours. Go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed to find Vizzy near you. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. And to hear about the latest flavor drops and more, sign up at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. Must be 21 or older. Celebrate responsibly. Molson Coors Beverage Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Now to something I know we were all dialed into on Saturday. Of course, I'm talking about the uh, Texas High School UIL State Championship Games. Whew, where do we begin? How much talent is there in the DFW area? My goodness. Shout out to DFW, specifically Alito, South Oak Cliff, back to back. The DeSoto Eagles. Mm -hmm. Shout out Claude Mathis. Shout out Claude Mathis. Got himself a state title. And uh, one that's near and dear to my heart, the Duncanville Panthers, who won their first state title since 1998. Uh, did so by defeating, finally taking down the monster that is North Shore outside of Houston. Uh, this was their fourth attempt, and they finally got over it. I, I will say, I think a lot of people, people judging by the DMs and, and the tweets, a lot of people were watching this game. Those people were probably mm -hmm. all in Texas. 
but the the game legitimately came down to like two inches. Um, as the North Shore quarterback, who is awesome, uh, took it down. Like you know, Duncanville's up seven. He dove for the first down and came up two inches short. They to the to the officials' credit, they got the spot right. Duncanville gets the ball. Almost botched the last minute of the game. All they had to do was take two knees on the first one, get a false start, pushed them back to like the two foot line, basically Mm -hmm. like a yard. And they ran the final play of the game to run the clock or to take the final knee out of shotgun, which I I don't know. I'm sure there's an argument for that. Maybe the quarterback's more comfortable taking a snap in that, in that way. I don't know. And he snuck it. What was the score? Uh, 28-21, I believe. So, if anything... Safety would have been... Shotgun... A shotgun fumble would likely make... Would make the safety more likely than a fumbled touchdown. You know what I mean? Like, a fumbled exchange could be recovered by the defense if you're under center. Sure. That's um, that's that's a fair point. But if you snap it past or to the quarterback and he's able to just fall on it, then great, you're fine. I guess the what some coaches would have done is just snapping it through the end zone. Uh, I think uh, you go back to what Rams, Bucks, Sean King gear, whatever that would have been, like 01 uh, NFC Championship, and I think it was like 9-7 uh, at the end of the game because of the Bucks like taking an intentional safety uh, in that situation. And, and I might have my numbers off, but it played a role in the final score. Um, so you might just take the intentional safety, but then you're faced with having to punt it and leave some time out there, and you don't want to do that to North Shore. <laughs> given given the history between the schools and, and yeah. Coach Coach Samples, Duncanville's coach, who this was his first state title win, he's been there a number of times. He's lost in heartbreaking fashion multiple times, including with Duncanville. We've been over it before on a Hail Mary. Like – Dude, you can't. I just you don't trust in it, and that's why. The end zone. Yeah, watching <laughs> yeah, that. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just, but what matters is they got it done. Uh, the running back, a junior, I believe, Caden Durham, mm-hmm. is sick. That uh, defensive end, Colin Simmons, is his name. Also a junior. He's a junior. I know. It's that insane. dude is a freak. He took the game over. He had a very unfortunate face mask on the final drive on North Shore's final drive. Um, as there's two face masks that actually on that, and it was very, very uh, booty holes were clenched. That's all I'm going to say, in my household at least, mm-hmm. as they often are. Checking me. in on this uh, on this game via Twitter, the moment that I hit refresh after that face mask, like the live tweeting for this was tremendous of the people I wasn't following. It was an incredible amount of people who began to think, "Oh shit." Duncanville's trying to fuck this up again. <laughs> like everybody thought like the face mask was intentional. And that's for some reason, like they just were afraid to be great as some might say. So I'm, I'm really, really happy. They were able to get it done. Uh, even happier that uh, immediately after the game, you get uh, a lot of live shots of everyone's favorite assistant coach and, and the head coach's son on the sideline. I certainly wasn't triggered at all. But, David, you might have seen the photos that uh, later on in the day or later on after the game, uh, South Oak Cliff's head coaching staff had made their presence like on the sideline towards the end of the game. They came over to congratulate uh, Coach Samples. 
which both, I think South Oak Cliff had tweeted about go support Duncanville and DeSoto. Yeah. Um, and I think Claude Mathis, I think there's something where Claude Mathis had also reached out or whatever, but it was just tremendous to see like that local support because it's not like it's like a ton of animosity within that area, but it's, it's definitely a rivalry. Yeah. Uh, Duncanville to Soto. And I mean, South of cliff less, less or so, cause they're not in the same divisions, but still. That's an important part of it. I'm glad you brought it up. Cause weirdly there are like So Duncanville six, a, as is DeSoto. there's division one D- division two, and it's all based on enrollment size. So yeah. Duncanville's a little bit bigger than DeSoto. So they go to division one and that's why they have to run up against North shore every year. Uh, Duncanville DeSoto share the same district and Duncanville actually, they dominated DeSoto when they played. Both of those teams, weirdly, beat South Oak Cliff um, in non-district games at the beginning of the year. And then you have South Oak Cliff winning state again. And, yeah, it was cool because those three towns, DeSoto, Duncanville, South Oak Cliff, it's not ne- it's not necessarily South Dallas. Nine but it miles, is, I think. Yeah, nine miles. Jeez. Southwest Dallas County is yeah. uh, probably a more accurate way. And those rosters are just filled with kids that are playing, like, serious D1 football, like, moving on to play. So – Ton of talent, mm-hmm. fun to watch. A lot of Longhorn commits in those games, which is uh, cool. Fun fact, T-State just locked up a cornerback from South Oak Cliff. That's three-star. Some might just say, oh, great, you got a three-star. It's this a big is, deal. It's a big deal for T-State, a team that's required, or that's um, relied on the transfer portal like almost exclusively for the <sighs> last three years. So the fact that Kenny, the new coach, G.J. Kenny, it's a tough name to say. Going to have to maybe change that. Uh, the fact that he's recruiting, you know, Dallas County at all is a huge dub, huge dub for the Bobcats. So shout out to Kenny and, and folk down in San Marcos. That was cool, man. That was a fun, that was a fun Saturday. Was way too invested in a high school football game that I was watching on my laptop, but it was still really fun. Let me be the first to say congrats to you, Dave. You know, I, I did it finally. Yeah. <laughs> it's dumb to say, but like, I was happy for you as well. Like, I like, I knew you were personally invested and emotionally invested. My brother was at the game. He was planning to only attend like the second half of the Soto game. Like I didn't go, I went to school in Arlington. I didn't go to DeSoto. I lived there. So I kind of support them. But, like my brother went just cause he loves high level high school football. A lot of people who aren't fans or whatever, have any ties go to the state title game. And he stayed till the final moment of the Duncanville game because he felt like Duncanville's going to be done. He knew how special that was for people just tied to the area. So, you know, again, it's, we say it in jest, but I genuinely was happy for the fact that the, they got it done. Yeah. And it's, it's cool. Cause it's, it, you did it against the team that, you know, has been the, the thorn in your side. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we said, coach samples finally gets his state title. Um, really dope. So any other, uh, tidbits from the, uh, you want to give us a breakdown of the two way, uh, title game, KJ. I know you. Uh, I do not. I do not. <laughs> Was I it Carthage? Not. We mentioned Alito, and there's a reason we're not focusing there. Alito's well, won 11 state titles like since 1998. They're a powerhouse, but borderline nobody, not DFW. Not nobody also. cares. Like, yeah, far southwest Fort Worth, and it's you know the next burgeoning suburb. So, wouldn't be surprised to see them up against South Oak Cliff by this time next year. Where to next? I see we've got some uh, official issues. I don't know who dropped this in here, but if somebody wants, I, yeah. I did see the commander's so, issue. The Terry, 
That yeah. brought back bad memories. The first of and last games. <laughs> the first and last games of the weekend uh, were just marred by horrendous uh, refing, and you know nobody's here to be like pro ref or whatever. But I bring up these two only because the Vikings Colts game. Everyone's gonna have probably similar opinion. Like, holy shit, what a comeback! Being down thirty three nothing, you know, a couple minutes into the third coming back and winning the game is a little less impressive when you look at the fact that like the Colts built that lead up over, I think like a punt block for a touchdown, a fumble for a touchdown or pick six or something like that. They weren't doing much offensively to sustain that in the Vikings, whether or not they're legitimate 10 and three or 11 and three team, like they've got a solid enough team to like get things done. So whatever the refs cost, the Vikings two different fumble returns or scoop and score situations that would have kept this game from ever getting that far out of hand. Um, one that was a race by Dalvin cook going off and being amazing uh, towards the end of the game, but like it should have never been this close. And it only was because the Vikings were getting absolutely washed at home by the refs. Fast forward to the Sunday night football game, which I gave very little shits about. I only caught the last like five or six minutes and some of the worst, like, refing decisions I've ever seen. Um, the first of which, the commanders are going to tie it up or efforting to tie it up, I believe, on, like, the two-yard line. They hand it off to Brian Robinson, and he gets in the end zone. Refs throw a flag for illegal formation. They show the replay, mm-hmm. and the wide receiver, who was called off of the line, two different times acknowledges the referee I'm supposed to be on. I'm on. Am I on right? Like, are, are we good? And 99.9% of refs, like, as long as that receiver makes some acknowledgement of whether he's on or off the line and, and like, tries to adjust, they don't care because there's, like, 30% of the plays during the NFL game where they could call somebody off sides on defense. The defensive lineman's hand might be in the neutral zone or helmet might be crossing the threshold, and they don't call it. But in this situation – the ref decided to say, oh, I'm going to throw this flag for a guy blocking opposite of the action of the play. Like him being off the line didn't provide any advantage or any difference in scheme. He just threw the flag to be a dick. I mean, not just the very that, next play. But it was Terry yeah. McLaurin was a receiver, and he he looked over, like you said, and, mm-hmm. and gave the, like, am I good? Like, do I need to move up? And the ref, like – he responded to him. It's not like he was just sitting there. But he yeah. was like he, he, he pointed he kinda, like at the ground. He like, like he, ge- said something. he like gestured, and then McLaurin looks back, uh, you know, at the play, like waiting for the snap. And as mm-hmm. he does it, the ref is reaching like his hand is on his flag. Like I'm ready to throw it as soon as they snap the ball. <laughs> like it was total bullshit. Yeah, I, I don't know if that made me happier to know that like he had made the decision up before the outcome of the play. Like in a way. You feel like he's less considerate about like, oh, it's a touchdown. I'm going to wipe this off the board. But still, like, I agree. It's bullshit. You had the conversation. Like, this wasn't a receiver who forgot to acknowledge, who forgot to check or whatever. Anyway, so the next play, commander's uh, throw pass. I don't remember who it was to. I think it was Curtis Samuel. And he's just getting draped and held from, like, the moment that he cuts out of his break uh, and can't make a play on the ball, incomplete pass, game over. And you immediately get the commentary of like, oh, there are bang, bang plays. And sometimes you call this and the ref chiming in on it. It's like, you call that play. If it's a penalty on the first play of the game or the last play of the game, you should call it. And then they talk about the play before that. And he's like, 
Well, I don't know if I would call that one because he acknowledged him like, I know what you're saying. You're saying the right thing, but the way that you just lined up that like subjectivity just makes it seem so absurd. Yeah. And the stills of that non-call pass interference are really, really bad. Man. Really bad. And I don't know what wow. that does to the uh, – well, I know that that Giants dub clinched the Cowboys in, in at least the wild card. But I don't know. The Commanders look – they've been a fun story. But, yeah, Giants – yeah, that was like the whole thing. Cowboys either needed to win or the Giants needed to win. And now they're they're guaranteed a wild because card. Because the Giants – the Why did it record. matter that it was – Okay, because they haven't played their second game against the Commanders is why? Yes, they played them last game of the season in what will okay, likely be okay, a Okay, but they played game. both against the Giants. That uh, I was wondering why like that was determined by the, the, with the equal records, but I guess it's because they played them. Okay, so yeah, yeah, it's... I don't even know which of the two teams I would care about being in the playoffs more, I assume, the Giants, because you've got Saquon and you've got Brian Dable, I guess. But I don't know. Neither team looked that good. I don't think either of those teams are to blame for it, but it just was, I don't know. It sucked to have that game decided like that. Do you ever feel bad for Carson Wentz? Because the way they talk about Heineke on these broadcasts, it's like he's the second coming of John Elway. And they're like, well, when this guy walks in the building, man, every, it's like everybody stops what they're doing to like acknowledge him. I'm like, this is still Taylor Heineke. Fun story. Had a nice run at the end of the season a couple years ago, but but he's he's clearly given the team more hope and for sure in his moving the ball better than Carson Wentz could do. That that is noted. He's he's terrible. Like I feel bad for him. He seems like a genuinely decent guy, but he's just not a good NFL quarterback at all. I guess to David's point, David's saying like. Neither is Taylor Heineke. <laughs> like he's marginally better. He's no, but my point but is, he's I better, guess it's he's better. Is it, I guess people Wentz. get so upset about the contract. I guess it is, and I'm like, why do I care? I'm not paying him. <laughs> like it's not my I, fault. Yeah, I don't know. They uh, they talk about Heineke like he's a real leader of men, and maybe he is, and I I assume he is because he has them in content, you know, contending for a wild card spot, and you know they've had some big time injuries all year. Um, Chase Young hasn't played at all. Um, I don't know if he's coming yeah, back. Yeah, that's that's true. But, I'm I would like to see him back. I completely forgot about that. And he looks like Jimmy uh Tatro. I'm gonna say that name wrong. Jimmy Tatro? No, you did. I'm talking does? about here. Yeah, Tatro. Yeah, Jimmy Tatro. That's that's who Taylor Heineke looks like. West Coast Jimmy. Every time I West see Coast him, like, Jimmy, man. West Coast Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. He brought he made longboards frat. Um kinda. <laughs> and diamond stud earrings. And diamond stud earrings somehow. <laughs> Oh, man. If you're new here, Dylan, go ahead and explain my, all that. No, you don't have to. No. Look it up. My last uh, question um, was about the game hosted at Dylan's college uh, apartment. Um, Bill's Dolphins got pretty lit towards the end. Oh, there's this is a snow slash cocaine. Right. Okay. We don't, we don't yeah, do that here, KJ. Again, yeah, like I, yeah not, not a big coke <laughs> guy, but it's okay. Nor am I in my own home state or county. <laughs> it's the zip code rule. <laughs> Always test your drugs, folks. No, we're we don't we don't do that. Um, we Dylan did take two early bird and watch the uh, Sunday night football. Last I night. did. I hope I'm was... not telling tales out of school here. <laughs> no, I no, you're absolutely not. It makes football more more exciting. Tell tell us tell the folks at home what you were saying before the show. 
this morning. Yeah, I, I took too early bird before I watched the game. No, not at like two watch the game. I just happened to be in bed and the game was on. Early right? bird is a CBD with a small amount of THC product. Two and a half milligrams. So I had, you know, five total, right? Uh, I was just like, <laughs> I was a little high. It's okay. And sometimes my brain. I mean, brain, that's a reasonable amount. Yes. Sometimes my brain goes in just like weird slash dark directions when I get high. But this one, I was just really zoned into the game. And I was just so impressed by how like athletic these guys were. I was, like every play, <laughs> like, my God, that is really fucking impressive. Like, I could never do anything like that. Like, yeah, that's why I'm, you know, I'm not an NFL football player, right? But it was, it was just really impressive to watch these, these finely tuned athletes just do really impressive I shit. Think, I think you had a, a breakthrough. Yeah. I think you... Heineke threw a... That's how you say his last name, right? Yes. Heineke. Mm. Uh, he had a, a touchdown pass while I was really high, and I was like, man, that's fucking... That's a, that's a hell of a throw. <laughs> I don't know really that I've ever throw. watched a football game while under the influence of marijuana. Do I need... Is that something I need to do? Does that make Sunday Night Football... Run... Thursday night football for sure. Run which, back the the Giants Commanders game from the from Sunday night, man. I I just don't know if that's worth running back. You're probably right. <laughs> My last thought on that game: Commanders uniforms are growing on me. Those were dope. Uh, whatever combo they had that night looked they looked good at night. I don't uh, I don't know what that says, but whatever. Um, can we talk Raiders Pats real quick? Can you imagine if if you'd been high watching uh, that that game? <laughs> Holy shit. Like that that's like some like it's pull your hair awesome. out moments. That was it was awesome. You'll never see anything like that again. Shout out Chandler Jones, brother <sighs> of the great John Jones. Yeah, the when I when I watched it happen, I was thinking like, wait, with the game tied to 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 call this like, you know, crazy lateral situation is the dumbest thing I've ever I've ever heard in my life. But then I, I was like common sense finally triggered in my brain. I was like, there's no way this was actually planned. You got, this is an impromptu, like, let's just try and end it right now situation. But a terrible call. A terrible idea. Like the definition of chunking. Yeah. Shout out DJ Bean. Total, a total chunkage. I mean, he, of all people to throw it back to. Across, back <laughs> across the field. Yeah. Backward. And then when Chandler Jones caught it, obviously um, the, the one to, guy who could have made a play on it was uh, Mac Jones. Yeah, yeah. On the on the ladder of um, athleticism, he's somewhere near the bottom of NFL. Chandler Jones is up here somewhere, and then Mac Jones is about right. Here. <laughs> and so he we he did just get put, a Jason Duffner, uh, Jason Duffner pose out of Mac Jones after that. He just pushed he got stiff armed into oblivion. Yeah, he just pushed <laughs> he just, his face into the turf. He it was just a mush stepped him. over him. Yeah, <laughs> he mushed him. He he made him. He turned him into like a just a guy Duffnering. God, Duffnering, that was like eight years ago. That was like the funniest thing on the internet. Really wasn't even that funny. He was just sitting um, down. It looks like, uh, let's see, Raiders were favored by two. And uh, two and a half, I guess, is final spread. So this going down in Vegas, I just, I wonder how much chaos occurred like in the sports book. For this to happen like this, like your most of your money likely is going to be on the underdogs, especially when it's the Patriots and, and Bill Belichick and all that crap. And you get this beat. Not only do you lose, but like, I guess you would have to lose and, and they would cover even if it's a field goal, but still like for this to be the way it goes down. I just can only imagine like just watching just this, the meltdowns happen in a sports book. 
uh, with just nothing but Boston accents cussing each other out about this. Uh, I'm sure there were no slurs uttered anywhere um, <laughs> on the Boston seaboard. <laughs> I was watching it with uh, Parks. We happened to catch a few minutes of the game while, while this was happening. I was actually out watching Red Zone when it happened. Anyway, but Parks, is he's at the age where he's he's becoming interested in the game of football, but it's still like a really complicated sport. So he's like, he knew something crazy happened. And I had, you know, I was trying to explain to him why it was crazy. That was a kind of a fun moment for me. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's a play that you will see like, yeah, forever like replay. And then like very soon Which after that play happened, them. in some other game there was an onside kick, and he was just like really confused why they did an onside kick. And that's a, a difficult one to explain. It's like it's got to go ten yards, and once it does, it's like it's a live ball. Any team can grab it. Situation. It's a really risky play. Anyway. Some father-son football moments. I hated – I guess you were watching Red Zone too. So this was yeah. happening right as the Cowboys-Jaguars uh, were going into overtime, right around the same time. And they were at commercial break, but they were focused in on this game so much. Mm-hmm. And I think the Texans-Chiefs had started to, like, ramp up at this point. And I'm like, get me back to the Cowboys game. And I, I wasn't watching with the audio on – you know, per use. And so I'm like, wait, are they on break or what's going on? And I'm not fully like taking in the fact that the score was tied and I had to turn it up to realize that Chris Harrison was just losing his shit about it. And rightfully so. Um, now Scott Hansen, Scott Hansen, I'm same guy. Never going to get that right. The first time around. Very similar human. Um, well, one with a little bit more like safari and backpacking experience, but Swimming now, in the Ganges River. Swimming the Ganges, famously. How about them Cowboys? Oh, God, okay. Go. You know? Oh, okay. It didn't matter. Like, this was a ho-hum victory for you fellas. For you guys. Um, don't use guys wow. us. Yeah, you're right. You can't use thought, guys us. I thought that it was going to be a walk in the park for the Cowboys. I, I honestly thought it was going to be a tough game, but once they got up, 17 or whatever it was you'd think that that's a that's a safe lead um given you know your ability to run the ball and your defense which uh has some issues has some injury issues and uh not a good sign when you're a starting cornerback um who was your second round pick a couple years ago who also may have been in the car during a murder in dallas in the off season and did not get charged. Never a good sign when he gets benched and he did. So uh shout out. I didn't realize he got benched. Boss man fat. Yeah, he did. I saw him bite on that double move and got burned, but I didn't notice he got benched afterward. Yeah. They're picking on him and that's a problem going forward. Um, no dude, shout out Trevor Lawrence. The Jags are a really likable team. The rookie bland. Deron bland. That dude's a baller. He's a baller. At least he has making some big, Big plays. I don't know if he can be the guy on the corner, but he's. you're right. He has been really good. Um, go ahead, KJ. Uh, Jags have a top 10-ish offense. I'm blown away by the fact that Travis Etienne will finish the year probably with 1,000 yards rushing, that Kristen Kirk will finish the year with 1,000 yards receiving. Like, was fairly surprised with the amount of money they paid Christian Kirk thinking that he was going to be a number one receiver and he's delivered. They forced him the ball sometimes, but 
he gets the he like he takes the amount of targets and shares that you had won a number one receiver to get. Evan Ingram has been completely revitalized this year relative to the last two years of just nothingness. Hopefully, it's not just a contract year pop, but like for both of them to walk out of this game with 10 receptions each, you'll love to see it. Zay Jones, I misremembered and thought that he like torched the Cowboys uh when he was with the Raiders on Thanksgiving last year. He had like a pedestrian game. Maybe he had a couple big plays that were of import, but he only had like four or five receptions and like 60 yards. But I, I thought I had him like, you know, being the name that, that, you know, won that game for him. I was wrong. He obviously had a big impact this game. So I was happy with the fact that the Jags showed up. I was probably even more happy with the fact that Micah Parsons had a huge impact on the game. Just of his presence. He had two tackles in a sack, uh, sack four, Fumble, I want, I think, right? And didn't force a fumble. Oh, he recovered a fumble, so I don't know if he if he caused it to. But um, the Jags lost their starting left tackle, Cam Robinson, probably out for the year, and held up reasonably okay. If nothing else, were able to throw in enough screens to like keep some of the pass rush off of Trevor Lawrence by the end of the game. So I'm glad that we were able to scheme our ways out of being just an absolute like middling to dog shit team at times. Um, yeah, that was a clinic in getting the ball out a game quick. back, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Getting the ball out quick uh, is, uh, is what you got to do. If there's a good pass rush, that's what you got to do. And and they did that. And Trevor Lawrence, dude, uh, fun player, you know, kind of chunked it on that fumble, went a little YOLO on him, but that's okay. Cowboys <laughs> three and out. <laughs> including uh, whatever that third and 10 throw was. I don't, okay. 92% of a 92% winning chance or whatever you call it Mm -hmm. uh, at the point where the Jags get stopped and decide to punt with a minute and 30 left. Like that's a ballsy decision. Knowing the other team has like quality running backs and a decent offensive line. Uh, I'm happy that, um, they were able to squeeze out a win, but I will say looking forward for the season, I think it means more obviously to the Jags and the fact that the Titans have lost four straight for the Jags to be able to like have a chance of getting into the playoffs. Um, who knows what it means from there, but it would be tremendous if in Trevor Lawrence's second year, they can sneak into the playoffs and get, you know, run by the chiefs or whatever, or the bills. I'll be happy with it. Yeah. I don't know uh, what your thoughts are on it, Dylan, but, I uh, haven't felt good about Dak in like yeah. a very, very long time. Uh, the interceptions are a problem. The game-ending interception, definitely not his fault. Definitely not his fault. It was actually a, a very so well Noah throw. Brown? Noah, Noah Brown, Brown yeah. yeah. That was a gift. Whoa. Not to discredit the, the Jags uh, pulling it out. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have as much confidence in this team, obviously, as I did a few weeks ago um, with the – you mentioned the injuries on the defense – that looks like it's catching up to Dallas a little bit. And then Dak, not uh, – I know the left one wasn't his fault, but the turnovers, he's got to chill with the turnovers. First half, the, the first one was bad. Yeah, it was. And it's it's indicative of what he's done the last few games outside of maybe, I don't know, that Minnesota game. Yeah, not a, not a good time to be sliding. No, not at all. Um, yeah, I mean, it. I don't know. I fully expect us to – Play the AFC or NFC South winner, probably the Bucks, who are really bad right now too. Think we'll beat them, and then we will go play somebody in the second round, and we will lose. 
I keep forgetting that you have to play a division winner yeah. um, as a wild card because in my head, it would be great to see the Cowboys and the Lions in the first round, but that cannot happen as uh, the Vikings have locked it up, as will uh, the Eagles. Sneaky, Most likely. Sneaky shouts to the Lions. Still a chance. That's right. It was unlikely they were going to catch Philly. I mean, like, they would have to – you need Philly now, you need them to lose out, and you have to win out. Um, but before then, you needed, a, you needed to beat them. We played them Saturday, Christmas Eve. Can I just tell you how much I don't like these holiday games? I want a stress-free holiday. I don't want my Christmas Eve marred by Dak throwing three picks. I don't want that, dude. Ooh, I disagree. I don't like – Thanksgiving, fine. I can deal with it. Christmas Eve, this is a new level for me, and I'm not – I don't want to <laughs> – I want to wake up Christmas Eve or Christmas morning thinking about like, oh man, this could be great. Rhodes is going to go open his stocking and open the the truck we got him. It is truck month. No, uh, on Christmas to Day say, I'm though. Gonna be, I'm going to be thinking Wait, about on- Zeke getting all the touches and not Tony Pollard or some shit. It's on Christmas want- Eve. Yeah. Oh, never mind. I was like Christmas Day. Like the morning's exciting, and then there's a big lull in the afternoon. Kind of had you know a couple drinks, and it's. Watching a game was perfect. That's why the NBA on Christmas is such a, a popular thing, I believe. Yeah. But Christmas Eve, it's, yeah, a little different. Quick interjection here. Um, Dylan, you may address this on circling back, and if you want to later this week, even better. Uh, but I definitely want some input on, you know, percentage of percentages of gifts to wrap. I know you have your Santa gifts unwrapped, you know, policy. For kids that are our son's ages, you know, that two-year-old approaching two stages. I'm like, I'm not trying to waste all this time wrapping presents. And then this kid's struggling to unwrap. Yeah, they also don't really, uh, at that age, don't really grasp what the hell's going on. So, like, you could just totally mail it in for Christmas if you want. I mean, don't do that. You gotta it's get a bad on, precedent. You know. Of course. Um, but I think the fun for a kid that age is like the unwrapping part of it. Like, okay, I have this box with something in front of me. I don't know what it is yet. My dad's going to help me open it. It's going to be kind of fun. What's inside? Wrap the presents. But yeah, we are a a Santa uh, gift is uh, a not a wrapped household, uh, which I like. I got. Let me uh, what? Let me follow up on that. Is Brittany Bay Bay? Is she? Does she subscribe to that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, have y'all is. coordinated the, the the Christmas Eve uh, logistics? Have you scheduled, not scheduled, but like, do you know what's your plan of like uh, the presentation is going to be? Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about it a little bit and this is our, okay. our second. So I'm sure you don't remember last year we moved in to our house together, obviously right before Christmas. And so we had to hustle like Christmas Eve night. We were actually like wrapping gifts. Oh yeah. So it was a, it was a total wow. chaotic scene, but yeah, we, we have it down now. Um, we're going to do uh Santa, Santa gifts unwrap. We have like a kind of a, a low bay side to the tree and then a park side to the tree. I got him some golf clubs, by the way, like real golf clubs. Really? Yeah. PXGs. Uh, now yes. we can go to top golf. Yeah. I spent four grand on them. <laughs> Custom. The yeah. gusto. Bring those bitches to <laughs> yeah. Top Golf. And so those will be unwrapped. Those are from Santa Claus. Can't wait, man. I I am a big, big Christmas guy. I love the whole present situation. I could tell you about the rough household real quick. We've traditionally wrapped everything. And by we, I mean my wife. I am a horrendous gift wrapper. Like bad. Like, and I've I've tried. Granted, I haven't pulled up a YouTube video, but last night she was like, 
it's like 10 o'clock. She's like, oh my God, I got to start wrapping these gifts. And I was just, I kind of like walked over and I was like, oh, can I, can I help? And she's like, no, you can't. I'm like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> I knew the answer to that question. I just wanted to put forth that. You know what's funny? In our house, it's the exact opposite. Brittany does not wrap presents. I wrap all of them myself. I'm, I'm decent at it. I'm not great, but she doesn't care as long as she doesn't have to do it. Huh. That's all I ask for. I, I'd rather, I will contribute. Just don't judge how average to bad my rap job is. That's all I ask. One side is going to be unviewable. Accept that and we will be able to live. Facts. Unviewable. <laughs> Anyways. Mine are so shitty the that they would ruin Christmas if I were to do the rap. Oh. I, I'm a bag guy. <laughs> if I could put it in a bag, I'm going to get like, we're going to get him a bike and I'm going to just put it in a giant bag. Like, here you go. See, that's when you just buy a big bow. You just put the big bow on the bike. Yeah. You don't have to wrap a bike. Hopefully, when uh, when I get a list of that brand new uh, G-Wagon, I'll just put a little Ooh. bow right there on the on the front bumper. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I love it. I didn't know you had it like that. No, I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of bows, bows, bowls, David's bold watch. Ooh, it's Dave's bowl to watch. Of course, we're talking about the Armed Forces Bowl, Dylan. What is what is that clip? I can't place it. Uh, it's Bill O'Brien. Hard knocks. Uh, <laughs> it's him. Just Big Rick Ross guy, Bill O'Brien. Woo! Crank it, Glenn. He's just asking Glenn, who I imagine is the sound guy, to some, some analyst to crank it. The volume. Right. Sick ass. Which means he pre-planned this like before the meeting. Hey, when I cue you, you need to play this track. <laughs> It's just funny if you see the clip, which is available on YouTube. Uh, it doesn't really get a big reaction out of the about out of the, the the Texans, the guys. They're just like, sure. all right, yes, yeah, we know the song, good song, yeah. cool, yeah. <laughs> thanks, man. Um, yeah, the Armed Forces Bowl. Why? Why the Armed Forces Bowl? Because you got to have something to watch. I was looking at the schedule, not just because Baylor's in it. It's actually kind of embarrassing that Baylor's in it. They lost out their last three games. Not only are they having to play in the uh, in their hated rival, Amon G. Carter Stadium of TCU, TCU's stadium. Ooh, That's embarrassing. What a kick in the dick. Um, the reason this game might be a fun watch, they're playing Air Force, and you have two good running teams. The weather. The cold front that's going to blow through, Weather through Dallas. outside is frightful. It's going to be every bit of that. We're talking wind chills, like single digits. This is like night one of the cold front, so you're going to have big wind coming out of the north. Ooh. This is going to be probably an ugly game. So it's And Thursday? you know what? To be fair, it was probably going to be ugly anyway. It's Thursday? Did you already say that? Thursday evening. Okay. Ooh. ESPN. It's going to be. G. Carter Stadium. It's going to be brisk outside. I know the TCU fans are loving it. They're like, oh, it's too bad. Ba oh, Baylor, you can come play in our stadium. Yeah. Armed Forces. Bowl. I would hate that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to suck for They're Baylor. They're probably going to like not flush the toilets and shit and like, you know, upper deck or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. Just fuck with the locker. Get the, get the, uh, the paper towels and flush them, but yeah. we're still connected and they all roll out. <laughs> I've never heard of that one. That's, uh, incredible. that's a good one. Um, <laughs> it's going to be so tough shitty. for Baylor to look up and have to see that um, TCU Big 12 championship banner 
AP Coach of the Year banners. The I, that's my only thing I can say. Baylor just won one too, you know. The the, the thing is that they the TCU lost the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. So that's that's my was, only dig at TCU. That's all I can say. They're they're in the playoffs. Uh, Max Duggan. Sorry, sorry, Grant. Shout out Grant. Uh, Max Duggan going going pro. Is that right? Yeah, he announced it. He, he will play in the playoff, obviously, but then he's going pro. He's skipping his uh, last season. If I were him, I would just sit out <laughs> of the playoff. Can you pick it, dead? I did not know he was uh, going to go pro. It's yep. interesting. Okay. Uh, you know. Yeah. KJ, your thoughts. You're a big Duggan guy. We just talked about Taylor, Taylor Heineke starting in the NFL. Colt McCoy is still starting at my age, whatever that might be, 36. Uh, there are enough spots in the NFL for Max Duggins out there if he, in fact, has something that's not a bag. How about, um, how about TCU putting two gender quarterbacks in the NFL? It's not talked about enough. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I'm saying you don't see many gender quarterbacks, and for both of them to come from TCU is really saying something. That's that interesting. That's that quite of, uh, any others? fantastic. Dalton's like but from he, purple school too. Dalton's the gingerest of the of the gingers. Yeah, Duggan, I guess I guess it took me a second, but he is. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like I, big time. Any others? Sage Rosenfeld? No. no. And Dalton no has those man. uh Whoville eyebrows too. So like it's double bad. So check out the Lockheed out. Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Shout out to Lockheed Martin. Man, doing big things over there. Uh, Quick uh, quick hit about the Celebration Bowl that occurred Saturday. Uh, Jackson State, North Carolina Central State, which I learned is essentially located on Duke's campus. I don't know much about uh, Central North Carolina, North Carolina in general, but just looking at a map of all their universities, it's dumbfounded. Uh, anyways, uh, this being like billed as uh, Dion's final game uh, in the SWAC, Deion's final game at Jackson State as he's now the Colorado head coach. And it looked to be set up to be another repeat of last year where Jackson State dominates the SWAC, can't quite get anything done versus a MEAC team in the Celebration Bowl. For those who don't know, there's two large divisions. Uh, there are uh, HBCUs, MEAC being one of them. But um, it was a competitive game, I guess. But uh, it looked like Jackson State was going to get, not embarrassed, but they didn't have much of a chance. Their line can't block. Shadur Sanders is on another level. Travis Hunter's on another level. They have one other receiver who's quite talented. And they had to throw up a prayer at the very last second, tied it to go into overtime. To Travis Hunter. And uh, North Carolina State, uh, yeah, to Travis Hunter, I should say. Uh, North Carolina State or North Carolina Central University, I think. Yeah, NCCU, not North Carolina State, um, sealed it up in overtime. So I only bring this up because um, all of the attention that uh, Dion brought to that game and to that team, it's all kind of being like washed away of like, oh, he's abandoning them. And I'm kind of now just enjoying watching like the Colorado program, like get completely washed away under like Dion's clout. And we'll be looking forward to, uh, Dion take on Bo Nix or whoever next year at Colorado. He's back. By the Bo way, uh, Travis Hunter um, has entered the transfer portal and conventional wisdom says he's going to follow Dion to Colorado. But 
Uh, I don't know. He's going to have uh, some serious wouldn't, offers wouldn't on the crazy? table. Huh? Yeah, once I, that's what I'm thinking. Like, wouldn't it be crazy? Like, his phone's open to ring at this point. Once you're in the portal, yeah, anybody can call. Yeah, and so uh, uh, who knows? It's a big time get for somebody, probably Colorado, but you don't know. Did you watch the uh, pregame moment that Dion uh, shared? And your your thoughts? So he had an overly forced emotional like address of the team after the news is hit also after the news has come out that like he's been recording a documentary i think called like i am prime or something like that this entire season throughout this transition so like everything looks fake (laughs) it was kind of funny to see him have to like actually give a real impassioned speech before they went to overtime like once they scored and like tell the player you know i actually believe we can win this game now (laughs) like let's buy in now um, I don't know, man. I, I I could not take Dion seriously if it were my head coach. Is it a little too much? Like, is it a little too look at me ish for Dion? You know, it's a caricature. It's prime time. <laughs> yeah, he's a big a big name. I know that, but make it more about the kids. It's some I don't know. His uh, his song that they, want- they walk out to is uh, it's a mystical. It is uh, the man right chair. Yeah, and they're still oh. run, still running with mm. it. Yeah, what you know? Okay. Mm. I would I would definitely take three time convicted rapist songs and uh, mix those for my program. But hey, that's just me. I might mix um, I might mix in yeah, somebody I else. <laughs> I love hell. You'd be better off going off going with Michael Jackson. Maybe get uh, maybe anyways. get Glenn to crank something different. Get Glenn to crank a little Rick Ross. I know we're going super long here, but I do have a quick question. Would y'all prefer to play under a coach like Dion, where you know it's all about Dion, he makes it all about Dion, but there's like some collective positive output, like it improves the program because of that, or you're playing for Trent Dilfer or Drew Brees, who's now going to be coaching at Purdue, who still probably has that same persona, but you're not getting any of like the <laughs> collective benefit. Uh, I think Dion is very much a coach that these kids want to play for. I mean, they want to be coached by primetime and they're going to, I mean, they honestly, they, they probably love all the, the antics that he does too. But, um, I think that is much more exciting for a, a high school or, or college prospect than a guy like Drew Brees, who just doesn't have a, a, a ton of, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, one of them is nicknamed Primetime. The other one's Drew Brees. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you're saying Drew Brees has no swag. I'm saying he has no swag. Like he's he doesn't. He might be a hell of a coach. I who knows how how he's going to turn out to be, but that doesn't excite you like a Primetime does. Famously a short king. He's tra- a, a traditionally short quarterback at yeah. the position. A short king. Yeah. Say what you want. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think I think it would be really fun to play with Dion while the while it's going well. But I think he is someone that if you get on the wrong side of him, there's no there's no getting back. Like he seems like the type to where he, I don't know. I feel like he might have have favorites. I don't know. I'm making a lot of assumptions. He did play in Dallas for a couple of years, but his his tenure in, in Dallas mainly with the uh, the school he tried to open and that whole fiasco. I don't know, man. I just I, I it seems like it would be a wild ride. 
I also wouldn't want to play for either of the two guys you guys just named, Trent Dilfer, for a number of reasons. And also, I don't, Drew Brees, fine. I mean, that's that's pretty. That's a pretty bland coach right there. They've got the same number of rings. Granted, it's a, the numbers are very different. It's a great point. That's a really good point. Um, you guys um, mind if I right. give a shout out to our good friends at DraftKings? Sure. This time of year, everyone's excited about the gifts, the holiday spirit. But what about uh, all the basketball, Dylan? When I throw down on NBA action, it's got to be with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings same-game parlays. I like the NBA quite a bit. I watch a lot of Mavs basketball. It's been tough. When I throw down a bet, it's with DraftKings. Hey, and more. Oh, this is big for our listeners in Maryland. Listen up. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. That's huge. I cannot wait until we're saying this in Texas in, I don't know, five years, 10 years? We don't know. Download the app now to get in on the holiday hoops action. Sign up with code WASH to place a $5 bet pregame money line on any NBA team to win. And get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code WASHED. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. Let's run a little quick party. Ooh, let's party a bit. Bye-bye, Bijan. Yeah, Bijan has declared for the NFL. It will skip the Alamo Bowl. Very happy about this decision. Uh He's done all he's needed to do at Texas. No need to play in a pretty meaningless ball game. Go in healthy. Go hit that combine. Go get paid. And uh, give Texas a, a much-needed, maybe first, but uh, def- certainly a first-day draft pick. Somebody will take him. I think in so, the first too. round. Yeah. Number yeah. eight on Mel Kuyper's he's not board, first, I believe, prospect-wise. Yeah. It's all position-based if he's not tra- take, taken in the first round, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Very happy about that. Uh, National Signing Day. Well, the first one, there are two now, um, is uh, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Exciting stuff. Always fun to watch uh, LOIs trickle in, see uh, who flips on signing day. Those always happen a couple times here and there. Those are always fun. Uh, yeah, National Signing Day is pretty it's – a, it's a good time, and I'm very much looking forward to it. You got a Bo Nix note here, Dave. I'll let we you take that one. Bo Nix staying at Oregon. Huge. Which has had a ripple effect. Oh. Oh, that's right. What's the what's the kid's name that's now going to UCLA? Decommit. Fantastic question. Quarterback man, number two quarterback in the country, man of the 2023 and or 2024 year. Who knows? Dante it's Moore. Not Dylan Rayola, because that's a different guy. Thank you. Dante Moore. <laughs> yeah, of course. We're speaking of the 6'3, 205 pound quarterback from Detroit, Michigan, who had been committed to the Ducks since July. He's the highest ranked quarterback to commit to the Bruins in the modern recruiting era. If I'm not mistaken, the dough's off the dough. Yes, yeah, I love the game, man. Yeah, wow. Chip Kelly sends his thanks to Bo Nix for that. Um, Dylan Raiola is a 2024 top-ranked quarterback. He was committed to Ohio State for the longest, but his commitment uh, is now opening up. Um, rumors pointing to Georgia, most likely, uh, and then. Wisconsin picked up Nick Evers, backup quarterback from uh, Oklahoma, former uh, top three quarterback in the nation. 
Uh, so yeah, the signing period right now in the fall or the winter is built not only for early enrollment, but a lot of the impact from the transfer portal is synced up with where you get some of these signings. Uh, I do not like the, um, the out, uh, I guess the outcomes that I have to deal with following SMU where they just like, they send out a bunch of sub tweets about their commitments before they announce it. They're like Mustang logo. And they don't tell you who it is for like fucking six hours. And then you see, hear about it. you gotta tease him. Just give me the fucking news. Uh, we won't spend a lot of time on this, but the guy who caught Aaron yeah. judges, home run ball, record setting home run ball, chunked it. Turned down a $3 million offer from the Yankees to buy the ball. Thought he would get more in the open market. Sends it to auction. It sells for one point five. On top of fees and I mean, God knows the taxes, dude. Yeah. I mean, okay. Wouldn't even want it by that point. Yeah, like at that point, like just I would just donate that. Donate the money. Mm. Give it all give it all back. (laughs) And that's that. I think it's time to run it back. I wonder real quick. Do you think this auction has any nonprofit implications? And is that why it was forced to be done before the end of the year? Because now the value of that 1.5 is looking nicer if you're telling me this is a write-off. You see what he's doing here? He's following the money. Ooh. Damn. He's Ooh. asking the right fucking questions. Damn, KJ. Let's run it back. Let's run it back. Of course, this segment during what you talk about what we already talked about. Dave, try to jump ahead on the rundown to World Cup talk. Don't forget the time Dylan made 10, or sorry, 8 of 10 PKs against Will, having never played soccer before. Dylan, that is, not Will. You've never played soccer? Never. Dave's Duncanville Panthers took state. Shout out Jimmy Tatro, a.k.a. West Coast Jimmy, who looks like Taylor Heineke, maybe. Yeah. Chandler Jones mushed Mac Jones on his way to the end zone. Just absolutely no coming back from that. Chris Harrison is basically Scott Hansen, who famously swam in the Gan- in the Ganges River and climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah, with Wim Hof, all nude. Christmas gifts are always unwrapped, or sorry, Christmas gifts from Santa are always unwrapped in the Chivalry household. Uh, David thinks it's embarrassing for Baylor to play in front of the men and women of the armed forces. I don't know who put that in there. It certainly was not me. TCU has put the only two redheaded quarterbacks through to the NFL in its history. And that's based purely on fact. I, I looked it up. Dave knows quite a bit about new UCLA commit Dante Moore off the top of his dome. So, mm. uh, And that concludes running back. No, my, my my protest was more of like the, the military-industrial complex. So that was what I was talking about with Baylor. <laughs> no, it's, um, that was good. That was good. That, sounds, that looks like a KJ joint right there. But who knows? Doesn't matter. Fun pod. Fun way to close it out. Ooh. A little uh, shefty bomb here. Okay. Jalen Hurts uh, is thank you for reminding me. uncertain to play Saturday versus the Cowboys due to a sprained shoulder that he suffered during the Sundays during their Sunday win over the Bears per league sources. Um, Hurts was hurt late in the third quarter when Bears defensive end Travis Gibson drove him into the ground. Why would you play him? If that's you know what I mean, like it's almost a meaningless game. You don't want to risk it. Almost division is back in uh, <laughs> back on the table. I don't, I don't think so. Hmm. Okay, it is a shifty bomb. Good for you. Good for you keeping an eye on the TL. KJ, Dylan, any parting thoughts? David, no. Thank you for and uh, for having me on the podcast today. You typically are on here. Yeah, you too, KJ. 
Thank you, sir. Looking forward to the show Monday. TBD uh, on our plans on next Monday. We'll see. Or Thursday. We'll see it on next Sunday. Oh, not a, there will not be a show next Monday. Thank you. That's there what I is. assumed. <laughs> Sorry. Bye-bye. Bye. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips. Damn!